Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the Lumberjack Landlord. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing super awesome. We've talked about some pretty important stuff in the last two segments. Yeah, we talked about inflation. I had a little bit of a rant that got us both going. And then we talked about an SEC notice that made, made uh, should make a lot of uh, Wall Street firms pucker up. I actually pulled up the article so you can all go see it. But this might be the most important video of the day. Uh, you, you have a relationship and you just did about a 60-minute interview with the one and only uneducated economist. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like him. I actually watch okay. his stuff probably three, four days a week. I think he's I think he's I think he's just got it down. Love the fuzzy dice, love the stick. Uh, so I, I love everything about him. So it seems like you've got a good relationship. Why don't you talk about it? Uh, and then I have a, a couple of highlights from the discussion I thought we could dive into. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Simon's a great guy, uneducated economist, um, you know, fast growing channel. I think he's coming up on 100,000 subs. Um, but it's because people, you know, listen to what he's saying, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, and so good for him. You know, he's a, he's a self-taught economist. Um, and so I, I always like, um, you know, guys that have kind of lived through it and kind of figured it out and saw how it applied to their lives. One of the other interesting things about, you know, uh, Simon, <clears throat> excuse me, is that he actually works at a lumberyard. <clears throat> That's amazing. And so it's awesome because he does like a lumber update. And that was something that his lumber update, I watched uh, incessantly. Like it was, that was the one thing that I could not miss. And I, like you, I've watched three, four days a week of his topics. Um, I think he's really, I think he's really dialed in. I think he's, I think he is the every man. Yeah. And, and I mean that in the most respectful way. I think that he, you know, um, on the in the real life of things, yeah. In supply chain, I think he's just I think he's just really really dialed in. I think he's a super sharp guy. Yeah, I think he's I think he's very <clears throat> sharp, self taught. Um, I like how his mind works. Yeah, um, he's able to tie things together and communicate yep. it in ways that very few people can. So very much. Yep. Count count me a huge fan. Uh, you know, hopefully someday I get the chance to interview him. He's, he's a, he's a great individual. I'd love, love to talk with him, but I took, I took three things away and there's, there's so much in it. You had an hour conversation with the man. So we'll, we'll dig into some more. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting is, um, he just bought a home. He bought a house for himself here recently. Uh, so I'm guessing he doesn't see a housing crash coming. So what was really interesting is, uh, he didn't want to buy. Oh, okay. He didn't want to buy. He's like, I don't want to buy. Uh, he didn't want to buy. Um, and so it was really interesting was just, it's just a great story. I mean, he lost his house from in the, oh, oh, the great recession, lost his house in the great recession. Um, just bought meaning another, foreclosed foreclosed. Yep. 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 And <clears throat> he, uh, you know, just bought this other house. His landlord basically came to him and said, Hey, we're selling. And he's like, so he got the news that we sometimes give, right? I totally yep. felt it. Like I, I know what that impact is. You feel it. You're just like, oh, like that's the other reason I don't like to sell anything. Um, selling people's homes out from under them. I hate that. 
Um, and so uh, it was just a really cool conversation talking with him about it. And I said, so, you know, what, what kind of what happened? And he goes, he's like, I didn't want to buy. And I was like, well, then why'd you buy? He said, literally there was, he's like in the town that I live in, there were zero places for rent. And he said, and then over the course of a few months, a couple popped up, but they were three bedroom, one baths, three bedroom, two baths. He looks, he lives in the same thing that we always talk about. And he was saying that the rents were going to be more than the mortgage. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he looks at it and says, Hey, this is the best you know, this is the only option that I have is I need to make sure that I have a place to live. Yeah. And he's smart. He's got kids. He wants to give them, you know, give them a place to really set roots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so great dad. I admire that as a dad, you know, that was the same thing we, we talked about mm -hmm. um, was making sure that when we got to a place, we were kind of going to be there for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, he just, he took the plunge and he's like, Matt, it was everything in me. It took everything I had, everything in me to get that deal done, especially with a foreclosure, uh, a foreclosure on his record. So, yeah, yeah well, the foreclosure should be, shouldn't it be 10 years ago now? Uh, it was longer. So it was longer than that, but, um, it's, it's still a, uh, it was something that came up in the process that okay. actually disqualified him from the loan that he was. Oh, getting. the type of loan. Yeah. 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 Right. And yeah. so, and then the next type of loan that he was getting, guess what? completely different terms exactly right exactly. completely different terms and so yeah so i thought that that was just really you know it's it's amazing you know people buying a house mm -hmm. and i think he was approved i think he said for 499 mm. so buying a house it was and that's an extremely he lives in a very expensive area it's mm -hmm. because it's pretty much all surrounded by waterfront oh wow. uh, it's it's a it's a story of uh i think it's a story of oregon Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, super nice guy. Just really just a, like, I could have hung out with him for five hours and just shot the stuff, you know, and just, yeah. but yeah, going through what he went through to, to them by the house. But, you know, for him, I think, you know, he got a good rate, obviously 30 year fixed rate debt, obviously got to live somewhere, right? The mortgage is just going to be less yeah. than rent. It's kind of, it was no I, I, I just, I, I mean, I think it's a pretty short list of people that I know that bought something that wanted to rent. Yeah, that's a pretty short list, right? I mean, yeah, and I think it's probably because he still has the internal scar probably. of that foreclosure, right? Probably that that did not feel good. And I nope. I saw hundreds of people go through that last time, so I know exactly how that feels. Yeah. So the yeah. other thing I took from it is, um, and I would not have guessed this is all the videos that I watch. Uh, he's investing in gold, silver, and even crypto, which I which uh, I, I took away is kind of interesting. I, yeah. I'm not sure I saw that coming. Uh, not me. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I mean, like you said, I mean, I watch some of his videos, but usually like investing videos, I don't, I, I admit it. I don't watch a lot of investing videos. Yeah. I, I've, I've already made my lot in life. <laughs> yeah. I, I got my lane. I stay in my lane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the, the amount of time I would have to put in to get even decent at something else. Yeah. You're already elite, right? So. Yeah, I forget it. Yeah, it's not happening. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be closed-minded. Um, but it was interesting in having that conversation with him because I'm, I'm a silver guy. Yeah. Um, I'm a silver guy. I've got I, some gold. I, I just picked up a hundred ounces of silver the other day. Very nice. But what'd you pay? Uh, I think I paid 2,999 bucks, I think. So 20, so basically 30 an ounce. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, yeah, so he's a silver guy. 
a gold guy, but adding the crypto thing. And what was really interesting to me was his methodical nature. Hmm. I thought it was amazing. Every, I think he said Thursday morning, every Thursday morning or Thursday night, he would, I think it was that. And then he would sit down and he would buy 50 bucks of crypto. Just 50 bucks of crypto every week. That's, that's, that's probably the right way to do it, frankly. I think his strategy is brilliant. I told yeah, you, you just, yeah. You buy the basket every, every Thursday or whatever day it is. I think that's, and that's genius. And yeah. And so he, and he owns a bunch of different coins, like a bunch of different, you know, like ether and some Bitcoin and some Dogecoin and some XRP and some Litecoin. But it's 50 so bucks. Owns, every yeah. Day. 50 bucks every single time. So, so that's how I love, I actually like that strategy. It's brilliant. Like, not, honestly, not, like, not, I never even thought- time in the market, not timing the market. Exactly. And what I love about it is I think he said he started doing it like a couple of years ago. Mm. So good for him. He saw some nice bumps, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. But he's putting this 50 bucks in. And so I'm just sitting there going, geez, you know, like with money that I have extra from like, whatever, yeah. you know, laundry machines, whatever. Yeah. Corners from laundry. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Imagine tur- just turning that into crypto every week. That's a genius. Like, so he actually made me think about the fact of, you know what? Because for, I don't know about for you, but for me, the crypto that I bought, it was a one time I bought. Yeah. Like I bought crypto. Yeah. I bought, uh, I bought in three tranches, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I could make it a, you know, a weekly or monthly thing. I think yeah. that's. I, I bought in one and then NFTs I bought in over the course of like two or three months. Okay. From a specific from a specific NFT uh, creator that I think is has some staying power. It's a okay. company called Autograph. Hmm. They sign up the biggest the biggest athletes out there. Okay, and it's in all different sports. Oh, and it's nice. actually the other thing I like about it is the exchange, the marketplace is actually on DraftKings. Ah. So for me, it's a public company with the marketplace, mm-hmm. and it's another company that's actually contracting directly with the athletes. Hmm. So for me, that was that based on my feeling and research and what I knew about NFTs and what I taught myself about NFTs, that to me felt like, okay, I, I like, this is the lane I like to be in, Yeah, you know, with DraftKings marketplace being a public company. Yeah. And then on top of that, having a company that's directly contracting with the athletes and the athletes are involved in the project. It's not just like these, you know, pump and dumper, yeah. uh, you know, companies that are out there that they get some celebrity to, to hawk their stuff. Yeah, um, the, they the are Kim, still, the Kim K effect. Yeah, exactly, and and the millions of others. I mean, watch Spencer oh, yeah. Cornelia for a, a Saturday; it'll blow your mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, yeah, I mean, Simon's just, I, so I love the strategy. I, I think he's actually got me considering, hey, on a once a week basis, buy a little bucket. Like yeah. it's, you know, like completely inconsequential. I couldn't call myself an investor. No, it's just because it's the numbers so infinitesimally small. Yeah. But it's just a way to get access or at least mildly participate. Yeah, it's interesting. Then the last thing I talked about it was, was I really, again, I appreciate everything he does. Uh, but he's really pointing, he's really focused on the supply chain. He is. Um, he is. Which yeah. is interesting because obviously I, I look at this and look at the monetary aspect, right? Just mm-hmm. the M2 and all of that. Uh, but he's really, he's, and again, maybe it's his lumber background, right? So he sees the mills and all of that. So, mm-hmm. but he was really focused on the supply chain being a, uh, a huge component of what's going on. Yeah, very much so. I think that, I mean, it's golly, you know, that's what I love doing, talking to people that are in the job daily, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's seeing it daily. Like he was, he was the purchasing manager for a lumber yard. Yep. 
what are you doing every day? Exactly. You're talking to mills. You're talking to trucking companies. You're talking about price. You're talking about when you can have it. Like, so yeah, I think that I, I love the interview just because it's very rare in an interview where you can be interviewing somebody where literally the, pretty much the entire hour you're learning. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good, I just, I think he's awesome. And and so I think he just did a phenomenal job of breaking it down because, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, even when lumber went from 1600 down to a thousand per, per thousand, Mm -hmm. he said, you didn't see any real price change because they didn't know what was going to go back up to 16 or if it was going to go back up to 1600 and they were still having trouble with trucks, how much of it they could get to you, how, how often they could get it to you. Yeah. He was talking about, um, we, we talked about a little bit about like the rice crispy whipsaw effect, Yeah, mm-hmm. which is for three or four months we couldn't get rice krispies. And so finally when they're available to be put in the cart, we get, you get all small, of them. <laughs> yeah, we get the small, the medium and the large box. Yeah. And so we then get lucky and we then get all three boxes. But now in 30 days, I'm not going to be needing to buy it. Well, I probably will be. Yeah. yeah. A normal Most person, people would. A normal person isn't going to have to buy three more boxes of Rice Krispies, right? Yeah. They're going to be like, no, I still have some. Yeah. And so he was talking about the fact that in the job that he's in, you know, 20 things that they constantly sell through. And he's like, we just never know. We're going to get seven of them. We don't know what the seven of the 20 are going to be. Hmm. And he said, so two thirds of what we're ordering, that's normal stock stuff. We're constantly out of. Um, And he's just like, and so he said, and that's not a pricing thing. Like he talked about like the beetle infestation, Mike. Hmm. I mean, just, and like, if you're, if you really want to know how things work, just understanding that then the Canadian government had to come out there and had to basically say, we got to take all this timber down so it doesn't get rotted out and destroyed. And so then, then they created all this extra board feet. So there was actually a ton of extra board feet in the last couple of years. Think about that. And then he's like, but trucking was then the problem. And now he's saying the issue that we now have is we were just put on notice that next year they're taking 154 million board feet out of circulation 154 million board feet next year yes that's any, like any the, idea what percent that is um i don't know the percent but here's what i do know that's 24 million studs wow mike 24 million studs do you know how many is on one lift no I 256 don't. 256 studs on a lift <laughs> oh wow that's how many lifts we're talking. 24 million studs, board feet. Oh, so, so yeah, houses going to get more expensive. Well, I think houses get more expensive. I think we still have the, the labor constraints. I think we still have. And the problem is, Mike, now everything's that much more expensive. And so it's nice that, you know, Wall Street will you know do the build to rent. Mm-hmm. What are you going to rent that thing out for? Nine grand? Yeah. Like that's the thing that I think is going to really start to slow these people down is even if they've committed for to, to, to build, you know, 7,000 homes and 10,000 homes. I think the, I think that. Yeah. The really, input, the input costs, is, you're not going to get the same return, right. Given the time lag, because that's the big thing that I'm really worried about with rent is, is rent has an upper limit. There's, it a, there's, it's sure. called capacity to pay. And right now, I believe we are bumping up against capacity to pay in most of the country. Yeah. He said that they take a lot of, there's a lot. So China, Mm -hmm. China will actually take 
not board feet. They'll just take logs. Oh, wow. Raw. Okay. So they, we call it raw lumber. They call it something else. But the interesting thing is, is that think about that now. And that's what China uses for all of the cheap furniture that they yep. put together. Mm-hmm. So think about that, right? Is that it's a lot easier to just put, you know, a hundred thousand logs on a massive cargo yeah, ship exactly. than it is to create at the, put the, at the sawmill and create a bunch of board feet of lumber. Yeah, for sure. So it's, I think we're in for some interesting times. I think the builders, man, it's going to look nothing like it did in 08. They're going to have both issues to deal with. They're going to have the financing side and a major, like there was no materials issues back in 08, 09, no matter, no. or 07, 06, 07. No, there weren't. There were no materials issues. Like you could go, walk into any lumber yard and buy Whatever you 20 want. flats of studs for $2.38 or $2.78 a piece. And now, Mike, that that same two by is ten bucks. Mm. Ten bucks. Oh, the joy of ne- yeah. Let's get out. Let's survive this year. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think it's important for those that are you know thinking about a house, right? I mean, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, scary stuff. Well, folks, I'm gonna do my best to go get the URL for this video, put it in the top line. Actually, what I will do is I will delete everything in my description and only put the link to this video. Uh, it's about an hour long with the uneducated economist. Any mo- one more thought from the video you want to tease us with uh, before people go check it out? I just love real people. I think that's why you and I get along so well. I think that's why Dion and I, I think that's why we all get along so well. That's why Three Amigos is so fun. And I just think Simon's just a real guy. And I think that, you know, he's a perfect example of monetizing your gifts, talents, and abilities. And if he were afraid to get in front of the camera, Think about the hundreds of thousands of people that not that wouldn't have heard what he was talking about and likely have changed something in their approach to life that's made their life better. And so I just, uh, you know, kudos to him. I love his story. He's just the nicest guy. Um, And like I said, I, 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 I hope for his success. I hope he hits a million subs. Me too. Me too. Great. Go. uh, Yeah. If you're not subscribed to the uneducated economist, do yourself a favor and subscribe. I certainly am and watch his stuff weekly. So uh, Matt, thank you very much. You're welcome. Mike takes, take care. Mm -hmm.